happy new year. Not exactly radio with you. I forgot to put my mic in front of my face. That's okay. We're still going. <laughs> All right. Uh, it is Black History Month, and we are starting it off right with uh, Robert Johnson. We felt I felt like this is appropriate uh, because Robert Johnson is probably, you know, the most famous bluesman uh, that you could probably think of. Uh, and honestly, the blue genre uh, was the voice of the poor African-American person when it first came to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, blues uh, emerged shortly after the Civil War, and uh, work songs that were sung by former slaves uh, were transformed into blues songs. And those themes, like, they didn't, they didn't just cover one thing. It was just, like, injustice, relationship, discrimination, family life, whether it was good or bad, was definitely explored when it comes to blues. So we thought we'd bring in the most famous... Well, I, I shouldn't say we didn't bring him in. He's not really alive. Uh, we thought we'd talk Long about the most, dead. Long dead. I thought we'd talk about the most famous uh, bluesman that we could think of, and Robert Johnson was that guy. It's really... I'm glad we picked him, uh, not only for the start of our uh, Black History Month, but just because it's just an interesting story, and I cannot wait to get into it. But before that happens... <laughs> It's not exactly radio with me, your host, Benny K, and... Tony. Um, yeah, just Tony. Yeah, just Tony. Tony, just Tony. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, shoot, let's get down to it, unless you have something else to say. Nah, I mean, <laughs> it, we already got a good intro going, because, yeah, yep. um, for, so for our Black History Month, also, first month of the year, I don't think we're going to count January, that was a false start. That was a false start. Nothing Jesus. good happened. <laughs> Nothing. Tragedy happened. Lots. Uh, yeah. Uh, so let's start with uh, February 1st. So happy new year. Um, happy new year, Tony. I'm glad <laughs> we could start off 2020 just right. And so, uh, yeah, we got to talk about this guy. So, yeah, your first blues guy, the godfather of rock, really. Really? And then yes. uh, even, like, I put... Basically, your first uh, American punk rocker, too, even the way that he, oh, yeah. uh, his career uh, was, the way he, his career went. Oh, for sure. And the, and the thing about his career, it wasn't that long. Uh, like, I remember, I actually, <laughs> I, I heard this uh, before um, 1936 when he released, I shouldn't say released, he recorded uh, these few songs. Um, he actually was like in different bars. He went to different like mm-hmm. uh, uh, what do you want to call it? Juke, not jukebox, because I mean they were. Uh, but there. like juke joints. Uh, yeah, that's it. Jazz bars, just mm-hmm. anywhere really. I mean, he would start by arriving in town and just go into corners and yeah. you know, just start playing at the corner. Yes, but I thought he was actually, he actually sounded like an annoying asshole in the beginning before he actually got good because he would go to like these, uh, these, um, juke bars. And when the bluesmen were like taking a break trying to play, uh, he would just go up there, grab a guitar, and start <laughs> wailing on it and be like a piece of shit asshole. But and everyone's like, everyone's like, hey, are you going to get that guy off a of stage? And the, the bluesmen are just like, let him do his thing. What a joke. <laughs> yeah. And like, and it's funny too, just because, well, what it plays into his demise, you know, some of that plays into it. You know, right. One of the theories on how he died, because he died at 28. 27. 27. Uh, yet, like, built, like, once he was rediscovered in the 60s, he mm-hmm. influenced a lot of 
rock musicians like Clapton was a big one, which is ironic yeah. considering how racist Clapton is. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, Bob Dylan was another one, and you yeah. know, and just uh, it, it was weird. Yeah, he just exploded in the '60s. 30 years That's, after he was already dead. Yeah, and I think he went in, uh, after he exploded in the 60s, he went into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame mm-hmm. in the 70s, I believe it was. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Um, but I think, like, it's just it's just weird how it got started. It's all one big mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, because he'd be, he's a, apparently, like, when he would go to these clubs and try to play the guitar, he was actually a very shitty guitar player. Like, <laughs> Not good whatsoever. And then all of a sudden, he, like, disappeared for, like, I, I keep hearing either six months or a year. I don't really mm-hmm. know where that's at. But he would dis- he disappeared, and then all of a sudden, he showed up at, like, these 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 blues places again. And uh, I guess one night mm-hmm. uh, after he reappeared, the, the bluesman was taking a break, and <laughs> then... Uh, Robert Johnson would get on stage and then he all of a sudden he like blew everyone's minds like all that like these blues men would watch him come in and be like hey look who's back look who's fucking back right here this, this fucking joke this bum this bum <laughs> and then he's just Robert Johnson would go up to him and be like hey you know I learned these things let me give me another shot and he's just like whatever man you go ahead and then he's like hopefully you can do something with it and they would like poke fun at him um, but then apparently they like blew he blew everyone's minds with how well he could play and uh and that's in one that's you can see immediately why the urban legend begins to grow oh absolutely it's like this guy was a stinker and then he comes back a god and then (laughs) uh it's one of those things of you gotta be like you gotta be into it to like appreciate it because once you read about it it helps um the things he's doing on some of these songs where he's playing slide guitar while keeping the rhythm while singing at the same time yeah so it, it, it's like again he's the godfather all these styles in the way that yeah that ends up becoming a thing where other guys learn oh let me try to learn how to shred while singing <laughs> <laughs> and he was kind of doing that too yeah no absolutely uh another thing that i heard too when he got good Get good. Anyways, no, when he got good. Yeah, uh, basically just a bunch of people posted, get good! Get good. (laughs) And then he just left and got good. He did. I'm like, oh, he did what they said. So uh, apparently when he came back, he would play the guitar, but his back would be turned to the audience. I guess I only heard that in one story. I'm not sure how true that is. But I was thinking uh, in that case where his back was actually turned, I'm like, he actually just has like a radio and it's actually just fucking... (laughs) shred some blues shit and then he's just like yeah now everyone's gonna think i'm great just like you know how brett Favre sent those fake dick pics made it look like his dick was bigger (laughs) exactly the same thing yeah said blues dick pics (laughs) nice um so uh with that accomplishment we'll go over to some of his other ones just because again it was just i mean it's crazy like again had a little bit of popularity when he was alive, but then 30 years later is when he blows up. Yeah. So this releases in 61. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, but yeah, and then that's when guys like Bob Dylan and Eric Clapton uh, started listening to it. And then basically everybody started listening to it that knew mm-hmm. how to play guitar. They were like, all right, um, well, those guys are some 
notable musicians so what does this have and then all of a sudden you know it's exploding to now where uh in 2003 rolling stone put it number 27 out of their 500 greatest albums jesus uh the current the one we're talking about which is the king of the delta blue singers granted it's just he only has 27 songs in his discography (laughs) so the releases are all different takes uh, a couple different songs you know but uh, so this one hit 27. Um, and then uh, so of the 17, so of the 17 tracks on here, nine were previously available in the 30s. Um, yep. And then the other eight came came out with this compilation. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, but yeah, so it's one of those things of it's just it's 27 songs that just somehow uh just bred just got into the right hands and inspired so much of our music history and when considering that history the thing that never ceases to interest me in sister history is just how close it is to not occurring right so you just have this one producer bring them in and just have them record all this shit Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of sat around. <laughs> yeah. For 30 fucking years. It was just, it was unbelievable. And just like, it's funny, like how famous he is now, but there's only like two known pictures of Robert Johnson. Mm-hmm. It's like, you, and, and you know what picture the pictures are. It's like one, he's holding like mm-hmm. a, or he's like smoking a cigarette while playing a guitar. And the other one is him smiling like a doofus with the hat on in the, in the studio with a guitar. And Those he looks, are, he looks fucking great. That first one. I love that picture. He just oh, looks cool. <laughs> he looks like a badass, Yeah, for sure. And so it is one of those things of, yeah, you just look up the one picture and like, this is the guy that invented rock and roll. And it's like, yeah. Oh yeah, well he looks pretty rock and roll, so I see it. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's the thing is, you know, that's why we had to start the month off with this because really, yeah, again, he just he invented music, <laughs> right? <laughs> like a lot of modern day music, he in- straight up invented in the '30s. And that's not to take away from any of the other bluesmen that came along mm-hmm. um, before oh, yeah. him. Like he, he made, he's like the one, he's the most famous, made it popular, probably because that urban legend that doesn't that doesn't. Uh, you know, it helps with that mm-hmm. legend. Um, but otherwise, like, he talks about uh, Willie Brown and a couple of his songs, or mm-hmm. at least one of his songs. And I know he was a famous bluesman from, like, mm-hmm. the early 1900s. And um, uh, I remember the the one bluesman that he bothered. Oh, crap. What was his name? The guy was always at the, the bars that he was trying to get into. Yeah. And I forgot his name. Yeah, but no, I did, too. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. And, and I think it's that, uh, and, it, again, it's all into this legend, which yeah. is why it's easy to call him like the inventor of rock. Cause yeah, he didn't invent blues at all. It's just, it was a, it, it was a special style, which again, that slide that makes a slide and that makes a strumming. And again, it's just, you know, and then it breeds into that shredding. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that's why like somebody like Eric Clapton, where all of his musicianship is in the guitar, it's not really in his songwriting. I mean, what one Clapton song do I know where he sings is that cocaine song. That's oh, okay. the only song I know by <laughs> Clapton know outside. Tears in Heaven? Oh, okay, maybe. <laughs> the, one that he, the one that he wrote about his son dying? I think that's the one about his son But dying. I know a lot of his fucking riffs. Cause, right. You know, oh, yeah. You know, again, and that's the thing. So, like, uh, but, yeah, that I guess that's kind of what he really created is riffing. Like yeah, that's how true. when you make a dick joke in the Robert Johnson uh, recording. <laughs> that's a different what? kind of riffing. 
I was going to say, we've been talking, we've been comparing Robert Johnson to a lot of dick things, and I'm very sorry, Robert Johnson. I mean, he sings about it too, though. Like, he, we should list all the yeah. things he compares his dick to. Like, You're right. One's You're a right. car. Yeah, one is a car, and I think that's hilarious. <laughs> because, like, we'll get to that song in a second, because I have, like, a funny, I don't know, it's just funny listening to that song, listen, looking at the lyrics and then seeing that. But, uh, um, oh, another Eric Clapton song is Layla, you know. Ah, but notice it's the guitar you care about. Yeah, I, know. I was going to say, like, <laughs> um, you're right. And then, uh, again, the only uh, the other thing I think of is all those people on street corners that walked past them. And just the idea that, yeah, granted, it didn't change their life or anything, but they walked past somebody that, you know, decades Legendary. later just yeah. creates all this music that, again, is still just basically just variations to, you know, on that is, like... You know, it's 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 a genre of music that's stuck around. You know, not only the blues but also then rock, right? Um, and that's so I picture those people walking past them and having. You know, it just makes me think of the things that we pass that end up becoming historic later. <laughs> right? Oh my god! That's why I'm always like an advocate of going to local shows. Yeah, like, you exactly. Don't you don't yeah, the, know. The, it's the equivalent, I guess, of going to a local show and then yeah, this guy. <laughs> so uh, that just that's what I really like when thinking about how he was like an itinerant player that played mm-hmm. on street corners a lot. <laughs> but everyone thought he was a piece of shit. Oh man! That's, and maybe that's, and the thing is, maybe he was because we don't know anything. That's true. We don't know. Uh, it does sound like he was quite the ladies' man, which is why one of the syphilis. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's why syphilis is still one of the top theories for his death. Um, and also, and I was going to say, go ahead. Sorry, no, you go. Okay, I was just saying. Also, I mean that the ladies' man kind of ties in. Uh, you know how he also. I guess the most. I don't know if it's the most popular one. Where, like, he was actually poisoned by someone else's mm-hmm. husband or something like that. Yep. Um, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and again, it's rock shit. It is you know, Laymaster is a rock, you know, so again. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. He's that original rock star, you know. Right. That's why it's so interesting, like, because he wasn't one. He was a blues man, but because of retroactively now, that's why it's fun to talk about. Yeah, he started that shit. He's the one that brought us onto that. What the hell is that Ric Flair song that one rapper does? Oh, uh, Ric Flair drip or whatever. Yeah, Ric Flair drip. Yeah, that's uh, so it goes from Robert Johnson to fucking Ric Flair drip, and it's super cool. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah! No, like for real. And then, uh, um, ah, shit. That's right. It's ad time. Take an ad break because I'm not at all uh, forgetting uh, forgetting my coffee in the other room. Ben, who are we (laughs) sponsored by this week? Oh, what? <laughs> Ad time. This week we are sponsored by, uh, who the hell are we sponsored by? I'm going to say, oh, I want to do something tied with my guinea pigs. This week we are sponsored by Pickles and Truffles. They are my guinea pigs and they love to poop everywhere. And by God, they're the cutest goddamn things to listen to our podcast. So today's episode of Not Exactly Radio is sponsored by Pickles and Truffles. Thank you so much, ladies, uh, oh, for for squeaking all the time. Oh, it's they're, so cute. Their swimsuit edition's coming out soon. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely coming out. We're taking the pictures right now. They absolutely love it. It's great. Guinea Pig Monthly. Guinea Pig Monthly. Don't forget to sign up for that. It's going to be amazing. March edition. So uh, <laughs> let's... Um, so that the big old urban legend we'll get to, but first let's just talk about his actual death. <laughs> yes. So okay, 
there, it's all a mystery, though. That's the only thing. It's like we don't really know how he died. But I heard a description of it where it was like uh, the last three days of his life he spent suffering. And that's why the people thought he was poisoned. And, that's, mm-hmm. uh, and that kind of makes sense. Because I guess like he died apparently crawling on the road and just... Uh, like reaching, like help yeah, me, I'm like going to die. Very much, like yeah, very. That's yeah. what I pictured too. Of that, just dramatic. <laughs> yes, super um, dramatic. Like you see that shit in movies. Um, and so what we do know, it was in August of '38. He was mm-hmm. uh, only 27 years old. So we're mm-hmm. talking about all this shit that he begets after he dies, and right. he was only 27 at the time. 27 club. Yep. Isn't that crazy? I so, know. That's so already the, with first the creepiness. One. Yeah, he might be the original 27 clubber. Yeah. You know? um, so, passes away at 27. Yeah, it, it is, it's insane that it's musicians, too, especially. Like, yeah. Amy Winehouse and Kurt Cobain and, like, the 27 yep. Club. Uh, is full of uh, Hendrix. Hendrix, too. I think there was, uh, was was Jim Jim Morrison also part of that? Possibly, I believe so. I think so. I think um, so. so, that's just insane as well. Like, again... Mm-hmm. That's why you and I are believers of weird shit, just because there is just weird coincidences. Oh, absolutely. We're not we're not as big a weirdos like we have to watch like the Kobe conspirators right now. <laughs> you mean your brother? <laughs> one of them. Yes, he is one of them. Oh no. Uh, there's this one conspiracy theorist guy that like uh the first video he was like out on his like deck but it didn't it looked cold like so wherever he lives it's in winter yeah and somebody was just like why is he recording this outside in the dead of winter and then somebody was like because nobody <laughs> wants to hear that bullshit in the house <laughs> <laughs> and that's just oh my brother gets into it sometimes it's just like god damn it you i f- like your brother's <laughs> takes oh yeah no they're they're <laughs> interesting but sometimes it's just like man you gotta come back down to earth man <laughs> visit us visit us down here sometimes yeah. but hey austin uh, if you're listening how you doing <laughs> uh he, no way is he gonna be able to pay that much attention where you'll hear it like he, he, he plays them but yeah <laughs> um so but yeah so 27 um and like you said kind of just died in a ditch Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so the three leading ones are three leading. So one has a story behind it. One's mm-hmm. just plain old syphilis, which mm-hmm. people were <laughs> dropping dead. Yes. Because of syphilis. I mean, Ben Franklin. <laughs> yep. Um, that guy was a hooker. Shit. <laughs> he was a whore. Now that was a whore. <laughs> and then the third one, which is the newest one, but is interesting, is Marfan syndrome. Yeah. So Marfan syndrome is like a stretching of all of your like veins and stuff where it just, so then your heart has a problem getting to all of it, but it also mm-hmm. gives you like, you know, these big hands you know we're big long limbs like you know it's one of those things of yeah sometimes even ball players like basketball players you know uh i don't think like anybody noble in the nba but it's one of those things of yeah uh certain basketball players get diagnosed with it because it begets having all these large you know and Humans aren't meant to be seven feet tall. They just, ha- <laughs> I, just some of them happen to be seven feet tall. I was going to say, is that like an Andre the Giant kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Or is that, uh, that is, okay. Well, I don't think Andre the Giant specifically, but it is like, yeah, some of those, like, uh, remember there was that one NBA player and then he was even like in a Billy Crystal movie, George Mirasan. 
Okay. But he was like huge, and I think he was an example of somebody that had that. All right. But yeah. Well, damn it. So it leads to heart issues and stuff. So somebody's theory was that he had like a heart attack, but that's also why he had these huge hands that helped his guitar right. playing. Um, and then so the but the first one is a le- you know is a story and it's a legend and let let's go ahead and have you tell it. Oh, me tell it. So okay, so no, are we talking about the? Are we, I'm sorry, I'm gonna just whisper the husband. Oh, the husband. Okay, just making sure it wasn't like the devil himself. Okay, no. Um, so yes, so Johnson. Hey, he was you know. He was kind of risky. He, he likes to. Uh, his man. He's he. Oh, that too. Yes, yes. He was very flirtatious. Lay master. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's like shrugs. He just wore a trucker hat. That uh, he walked around with a trucker hat that just read the laymaster on it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how he got all of them. No, um, so yes, Johnson, he was a big flirtatious animal. Um, <laughs> so he would, you know, kind of take some risk. Like, I kind of compare it to, like, in the beginning when he sucked a guitar and he would just, like, as soon as the bluesman would leave, he would just pick up the guitar mm-hmm. and fucking play it. Yeah. So in this sense, uh, as soon as the married man would leave, he would pick up the woman and, you know, play her, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so. <laughs> I like how you didn't have the confidence to keep going with it, so you just shoved it in there real quick. I thought it yep. was good. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so after the men leave, it's time to. <laughs> time to get on get in the there. Get mastered. So, Holy <laughs> master gets to work. It's like it's like he puts on the hat like Ash catching before he catches a Pokemon. <laughs> Fucking time to get lay master. Puts on the lay master hat, turns it to the side, and then just throws his nuts at some lady. I don't know. <laughs> just um, throws his nuts. <laughs> I don't know. Either way, Robert Johnson was that kind of guy. Um, so apparently, he messed with the wrong married woman, and the husband was like. Fuck that shit and poisoned his drink with uh what did they say? Did they say arsenic? No. Nah, I missed it actually because uh yeah I didn't write write it down. So yeah okay. the but yeah the idea is that he poisoned him. Um, the mm-hmm. master debaters, but uh people that <laughs> uh, want to go against that story argue that the poison that it allegedly was has such a hard and distinct smell that somebody would immediately know. Yeah. Fair. Um, so it's one of those might be urban legend, but might be real. But um, also, you know, Robert Johnson could be dumb. I don't know. Yeah, that's the thing. That's what I also considered. I was like, he might have just been wasted already. So who knows? Yeah, you never know. <laughs> um, Shit. When it comes to where he is buried, <laughs> even that doesn't have a uh, doesn't have a. Uh... You don't know. You don't yeah. Know where it is. Again, it's an, also <laughs> another mystery. Uh, yeah. So there is three different sites. Our first uh, possible site of where he is buried is in near Morgan City, Mississippi. Uh, there's an unmarked grave that uh, many believe are Johnson. So uh, now, paid by Columbia Records and some others, there is a one-ton obelisk there. So it's probably the most celebrated of the three sites there's this huge obelisk there it uh has all of his songs that he wrote engraved on it and then also a dedication so um, is that i don't know what's an obelisk uh it's shaped like a a a pyramid it's the skinny pyramids it's like the washington monument that's it's funny no one can see what you did for emotion but it looked like you were jerking off a big dick anyways sorry a huge huge yeah huge jerk off thing <laughs> but yeah it's this huge thing um so i would uh, so if anybody wants to check 
legendary blues locations, that would probably be the one to go to out of these three. They're all in Mississippi, but near Morgan mm. City, there's that huge one. Um, in uh, 1990, another place was uh, erected, uh, erected just like that thing I was jacking off earlier. <laughs> but uh, this one's a smaller marker. Uh, the epitaph under his uh, date of birth and date of death is uh, Resting in Blues. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has a couple guitars on it. It's placed in the cemetery of Payne Chapel near Quito, Mississippi. Uh, this spot was alleged by an ex-girlfriend, which okay. he had many. So, Well, I was going to say, like, <laughs> this one was probably like, yeah, he's buried in that pile of shit over there. <laughs> and then uh, researcher Stephen Laver interviewed a gravedigger's wife in 2000 that alleges a big pecan tree in the city in the cemetery of the little zion church north of greenwood mississippi is the real burial site okay so um and then the fourth one which is also likely but is not as fun is in the documentary the search for robert johnson um he's suggesting that he was probably just buried in a potter's field where any broke person where they basically just dump broke person bodies right because they had no money to pay for a funeral so that one's boring. Um, <laughs> most likely one. <laughs> but probably the true one. But we'll right. go with that Morgan City one because it has the obelisk. Right. Actually, there's uh, – I just – okay, I just saw one video. I'm not sure how legit the guy is either. But, like, he also said the crossroads where he got his powers uh, actually mm-hmm. are marked in, like, three different places too. Like, they don't actually know which one it is. Mm-hmm. Apparently, there's, like, this church – I should have written down the names. So I'm very oh. sorry. Um, there's, like, apparently this church, like, Poke – Pokery Church or something like that. Apparently, there's, like, a crossroad right there on, like, a busy highway. And the guys – okay – the guy was like, how could this be the crossroads if it's such a busy intersection? I'm like, maybe now it is, but not in 19-fucking-36 or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but then he's also like, there's also another, um, there's actually a monument. Uh, it's like Highway 60 and highway, another highway in Mississippi uh, where it literally says the crossroads right there with like a blues guitar and everything. It's a really cool monument, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably a pokey stop for all you Pokemon goers. Over there. <laughs> it probably is. Isn't that <laughs> Isn't that so funny? <laughs> it is, and you could probably get some ghost Pokemon there too. It's all scary and stuff. Um, but uh, then uh, it's funny, but it's probably true. Yes, uh, but then also the the last one that the guy uh, said in the YouTube video is like, I believe that the crossroads was actually down a little bit from that church because there's a dirt road, and if you go down that dirt road, you'll see a church on your left about a mile away where the dirt road starts, and then if you keep going, there's a little bit of a graveyard right there too, with like 13 people in it, but then if you keep going, there is a crossroads, and I firmly believe if you take a look at this crossroads, it doesn't look like any other crossroad that you have ever seen in your life. This is probably where he ran into the the devil and got his power uh here's a picture of me with my guitar at the crossroads and it's during the day because i'm a big chicken shit <laughs> now that's awesome i'm yes. glad you filmed that um I, yes thank you <laughs> but uh yeah let's get into that little legend yes. so how does that go how does the legend of robert johnson go so apparently like i said started out went out to bars Found out that he's kind of a shitty guitar player. All of a sudden, you know, he disappeared. We don't know for how long. Apparently, it's between six months and a year. And during that time, we don't know what happens. 
Actually, there is a theory that he did uh, go practicing with a guy named Ike. Oh, God damn it. Ike something. Uh, and they would practice at night in graveyards, which just sounds spooky enough as it is. But either way, all of a sudden he comes back. Ike like, Zimmerman. Uh, Ike go. Zimmerman, thank you. Yes, Ike Zimmerman. Um, he, he pre- apparently he comes back and all of a sudden he can play... Like, fucking nobody's business. He's better than the bluesmen that are playing that night at the bar, anywhere like that. It's super fucking cool. Now, people are wondering if he sold his soul to the devil. And I want to tell you so. I want to tell you how you can sell your soul to the devil. You want to hear about this? Yeah, I do. Okay, tell so first how. of all, first of all, you take your guitar and head to where the road crosses. Okay. Well, make sure, Make sure you get there a little bit before midnight. Second, got it. Start playing your guitar. Make sure you are by yourself. Start playing guitar. Yes, thank you for writing this down. Third, <laughs> third. Apparently, there's going to be a big black man who will walk up to you, and you give him your guitar. He <laughs> will tune the guitar and play a piece of his own. He will then hand it back to you. And once you take possession of the guitar after he's played it, your soul now belongs to the devil. <laughs> wow, it's that easy, huh? It's that easy. Yeah. Damn. All right. Yeah. Well, I <laughs> Anyone, I don't know, like it doesn't say like a specific crossroads. It's just like go to some crossroads. I, I, I'm going to go I I really do just like that this whole legend was based in that he got good at guitar and the real truth is just he found somebody willing to teach him. Yes, I was going to say <laughs> honestly, if you go if you go if you disappear for 6 months to a year and you do nothing but play this guitar and practice, you're probably going to be a pretty good guitar player. Yeah. <laughs> and uh and the thing is, he just had the courage to play it like play it like his own style. Like yeah. really, it just mm-hmm. he decided to like okay, so this is the Delta Blue style. Mm-hmm. He's called the King of the Delta Blue Singers, and that's also why this album's called that. And really, yeah, he took that style and he just added a few extra parts to it, or basically just played it better than others to where it became his own style, his signature style. Um, again, it's one of those things of his skill was the ability to play that slide guitar style while still singing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Instead of taking pauses to do it. Um, and so again, that is, that's, that is just kind of also the mark is somebody that practices a lot. I know. I was going to (laughs) say, that's why it was just funny. Like, well, yeah, that's why the legend's funny. Obviously, you know, I don't, you know, I don't. I believe some weird things, but maybe not this one, but, (laughs) but it's still like, I don't know. It's just like weird. I mean, okay. Yes. I know. Like he was also kind of a dickhead and like he, he, he kind of like pushed the envelope every once in a while with people and like push buttons and stuff that he probably shouldn't be pushing. But like, it's still weird that he like came back was awesome at at this guitar thing. And then all of a sudden was just dead. Yeah. Like the devil came to collect, but at the same time he might, he's a dickhead sometimes. (laughs) Well, and also people, died like that on the you know yes especially on the road yeah because he lived on the road um but again that's why his life is always to that or or, or it begets that kind of legendary status because it's Mm. like he came out of nowhere then he was gone and that you know again his music sat around for 30 years he was just some dead guy and now he's Robert freaking Johnson. Yeah, then so, there he is. Uh, let's get into... So that's our lo- longest skinny ever. Um, <laughs> I guess we'll get into actually talking about this. Um, right. And 
that's the thing is so as much legendary status as it is and it's not bad at all like i 100 percent understand it or well i 100 percent appreciate it Mm -hmm. but we're still talking old music (laughs) the recording isn't the best Mm -hmm. um especially vocalization and stuff like that so Mm -hmm. you know it's kind of hard to like when you throw it on you you might not know when an one song starts and another begins. You know? Absolutely. But, like, you could still, like, you still get a nice, I shouldn't say a nice feeling all the time, but, like, since you don't know where the beginning and the ending is, it's just, like, you just take it for what it is and listen to it, mm-hmm. uh, I guess, the way it was kind of intended to be listened to. Yeah, exactly. Um, like, yeah, where it isn't just track after track, like, or just yeah. each track is, like, no, like, it feels very much like a performance. That's why it is good to just play it, just yeah play it through and but i don't think i'll ever be able to like identify when each track begins and ends and yes you know, <laughs> i can listen to this constantly and also like it, the lyrics are very simplistic and they just re- mm-hmm. like a lot about blues at least back in the day uh blues just repeat themselves over and over again like the same like i remember like uh most of these lyrics that i looked through uh the first and second line were always the same and then third and fourth line were kind of like the same. Like maybe the fourth line was a little bit different. And then the next verse, same thing. First, second line was the same. He just repeat himself. Um, and, and like there's only so much you can do with that. Like you get it. I mean, shit. And then uh, so we'll go with so one of his most famous songs are the first one, which is Crossroad mm-hmm. Blues. Absolutely. And, and it, already the legend starts. <laughs> yeah, that was to say, this Crossroad. is it. This is it. I mean, we talked about the crossroads. We say that's where he fucking lost all his soul. And um, I do, uh, I do, I do love uh, the song. It sounds like a man that is just begging for his soul a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, we know. Well, I mean, I shouldn't say we know the story. We know the legend, uh, and uh, the legend behind it, along with the low quality recording, make it that much, oh, yeah. that much more eerie. Um, and I think the peak for me is when he says, Dark gonna catch me here. Uh, and I thought that was like a fantastic way to bring up the devil. Uh, it was just because like, it just calls the devil dark. And I'm just like, yeah. that is super fucking cool. Um, but yeah, this is like one of the legendary songs. This is the one. This is the song that explains it all. Hi, and, Hugo. And, and then uh, um, I like uh, in this one also. Uh, the one signature of this style uh, and of this time is talking about those other blues men. So I like the you can run, mm-hmm. run. You can tell my friend Willie Brown. Bam. Yep. Um, and so that was also one of his other guys. And again, Black History. It's important to talk about those guys too. Willie Brown was yeah. another one, and then of course Ike Zimmerman, who uh, probably is to thank for uh, <laughs> Robert's uh, success. Um, right. But yeah. Uh, it it again like it's easy to see why his legend grew and grew because again yeah this song especially with the way it just it it's minor key and it's recording style it it, it sounds very much like a guy that might have done something like that yeah no absolutely and and it seems like uh i guess what we're going to be focusing focusing on the most out of these albums or this one album that we listen to uh are the songs that kind of tie the devil along with robert johnson uh speaking the big one crossroad blues and it just seems like all these songs that are to do with the devil uh are really dark and scary the way you mentioned it before it just seems like 
you can just hear and feel a struggle and it's just it's it's interesting because you you hear this legend and then you hear these songs and it's just it's freaky yep uh we'll take a break though uh and talk about sarah playing blues which has one of the better hooks it does it does have one of the better hooks and i think it's just funny because he's using a car as a metaphor for sex like basically the song is just like who's been driving my fucking car while i was gone fuck is this shit uh but also at the same time it's very blues in some in some sense is like a big contradiction of itself because he's like who the fuck was driving my car also i was driving this one car in alabama i don't really uh, it's just i'm like robert johnson here's the thing i know it's 1938 you're a ladies man but th- your song I don't feel sorry for you if someone else fucks your car because you're fucking other cars. I'm sorry. <laughs> driving other cars. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah. Uh, and yeah. Um, that's definitely a signature of his style to a lot. Yeah. It's like, uh, I'm the... I'm the... I'm the victim of my own circumstances. Absolutely. And I'm sad about that. Doesn't mean I'm changing myself, but I am sad about (laughs) I'm just a victim of my own circumstances. It's like, wait a second. I slept with somebody else and then someone slept with my woman? What the fuck? (laughs) What shit is this? And so the rest we highlighted is just our favorite subject of this guy, though. Yes. (laughs) The the rest are... Devil shit. (laughs) I just wanted to talk about Terraplane Blues because it's just... It's just a funny way of him using car as a metaphor for sex. I, I think it's very entertaining. Uh, but otherwise, yes. Um, uh, the next one that I highlighted there was uh, Preaching preaching Blues. Uh, in parentheses, it says, Up Jump the Devil. Which, fun fact, I read a book. Yes, I read at least one book. That is called that is called Up Jump the Devil, and it's actually really cool because the cover of the book is like uh, uh, a dude wearing all black, looking like a dark figure uh, at a crossroads, and it's I didn't realize it was all tied in until I heard this song. Um, but it, it it just sounds like anytime he's referencing the devil in any of these songs, starting with well I shouldn't say starting with this one, but in this one especially, it sounds like someone is just trying to run away for their lives. Uh, like this is like you could hear a fast guitar uh, in this song, and the whole feeling is someone just in a hurry. Like you, he knows the consequences of what he just did, and now he's in his uh, apartment just packing his shit real fast. It's like we gotta get the fuck out of here. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> yeah. Who's got the bike? You got a car? You got? Let's go. Let's get the fuck out of here. You got the kids? I don't know what the fuck. We have kids? I don't even know if we have kids. Let's get the fuck out of this door. Um, but uh, uh, he he might be covering um, he might be covering it up really. He, he, of him running away from something because he says uh the blues in the song and i feel like when he says oh the blues in the song i feel like the blues is the devil at this point because he said oh like the blues got me down or the blues are coming to get me or something like that uh and that's where i feel like a lot of metaphors for the devil are in here yeah and that's uh um and uh, it's, it's 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 like influenced heavy by how these guys live their lives it does feel like you're always on the run yeah like because they're always going from place to place chasing getting chased out of there by uh people that again he might be a victim of his own circumstance but right also it's the 30s so Mm -hmm. you know 
ain't safe for you in a lot of towns. Yep. Uh, it's yep. a traveling black man, so and like, he's in the deep south too, which doesn't help anything. Like so, yeah, <laughs> you're gonna be uh, always worried about the devil on your back in a sense of I'm either going to piss somebody off for just existing or, well, the way I like to behave. (laughs) Um, I was actually kind of like, you know, I'm glad to hear like one of his death theories wasn't like he was you know, just like lynched or something bad. Just lynched. I didn't want any, I didn't want that. I'm really glad that that wasn't the case. Um, But I shouldn't say, but uh, I'm just glad it wasn't. A yeah, exactly. Because I mean, how many fucking people, you know? Again, it, we're considering history, and right, that's the problem. You know, that's what mm-hmm. sucks. But it is a relief in a way that, yeah, we didn't. It's just not like, and yet again, just America has to behave like America. Uh, mm-hmm. Nope. It was uh, an STD. <laughs> it was an STD. The right way to go out. Yes, very Fucking much. Um, bumps so... on your dick. <laughs> um, and so now we got Me and the Devil Blues, uh, the song where he's just like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just like, well, devil's here to collect. I gotta go. Fuck <laughs> it. It's, I, I like it a lot because it's just like um, he realized what he did, and now he, he knows he's got to pay. So... And Here then, we are. And then Me also the it's line of, uh, <laughs> uh, he's going to go out deserving yeah. it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I was like, I was completely thrown off when all of a sudden he's just like, I'm going to beat my woman until I get satisfied. I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck, man? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Like, uh, all right. That was an escalation. Right. Uh, and then the other one, the, oh, wait. No, yeah, the last one that we're looking to highlight here is yes. the other, another one that's in his, like... So there was four songs that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame basically also inducted as just songs, which apparently is a thing. Um, yeah. It, so it's Hellhound on my trail, and then uh, the Crossroad Blues, like we talked about. Yes, obviously. Yeah. The other two are Sweet Home Chicago. Okay. Um, he wrote that song? Wow. Uh, he is credited as the songwriter, but several okay. songs preceded it. You know, again, blues is one of those things where you can kind of, they were the, it was the original genre of the remix, the remix <laughs> or the sampling of a beat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, sweet home Chicago and then love in vain, uh, love in vain. uh, which are on obviously the other Delta blues singers album. Okay. Um, but yeah, so Hellhound on My Trail is not only like one of the more popular ones, again, it's another one that perpetuates his legend. Oh, absolutely, yes. Um, I, I do, like, it's, it's funny, because like, every single song that talks about the devil, and I know I've said this before, and I'm going to sound like a broken mm-hmm. record, but always has a weird way of metaphoring the devil. Uh, in this case, Hellhounds is kind of straight up, it's just like talking about Hellhounds, uh, I shouldn't say straight up talking about Hellhounds, but I feel like um, Hellhounds is like, uh, what am I saying? Uh, I like it. it, I like your metaphor here, explain I know, it. I know, I'm trying to, Hellhounds is just like, 
Uh, he believes it's like bad luck mm-hmm. happening because you keep losing your love. Uh, and in this case, it feels like the narrator, just like a lot of his other songs, wasn't faithful mm-hmm. uh, to his love. Hence why we have like an ex-girlfriend saying, like, he's probably buried in that pile of shit. Um, <laughs> but then the, faith, the faithfulness um, also has that tie to Hellhound. So another devil thing. Devil's making him sin. Devil made me do it. <laughs> yep. Uh, and yeah, it's a convenient excuse. <laughs> right, very convenient excuse. Um, but yeah, and so it's another. And then again, it just influenced so many other songs of the Ramblin' Man getting chased down by his uh, mistakes. Yeah. Um, I mean, yep. basically, it's the Sergio Sinsman album a year ago. Is you know, <laughs> it's still that whole uh, uh, Hellfire. Yeah, running out of town with uh, Hellfire on your ass. So a cool album cover. Yeah, cool album cover. All right. So um, yeah, uh, that was the gist of. I mean, that's the kind of sh- some of the k- kind of stuff you can dig into when digging into the King of the Delta Blues singers. And, absolutely. Um, I, yeah, he just he's telling all he's telling these stories, and a lot of them have this common thread of oops fucked up again oops <laughs> it's funny because like he recorded all this music uh within two years and and uh and a lot of the a lot of the two albums that he came or he, that he recorded were actually like you know different takes like you said earlier uh so you could actually like we're, we're covering um king of the delta blues uh from 1937 but you could listen to the no- one from 1936 and probably get the same Mm-hmm. Same feeling uh, yep. for both of them there. So, I mean, like, even if you just listen to uh, both these albums front to back, uh, probably wouldn't take that long. Maybe like an hour and a half to listen to both albums. Um, it's a mood. It is a mood. It is a mood. And it's like, it's 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 very interesting. Just like, I love good spooky stories, and I'm glad that we mm-hmm. were able to do uh, Robert Johnson on this one here. Especially yeah. for our starting of uh, uh, Black History Month. Yep. Um, again, he's just a giant uh, that obviously, because it's such like it's ninety-year-old songs now. Yeah. Like you know, it's really for specific people nowadays. Like somebody mm-hmm. that you know either really appreciates the blues or they want to understand where rock came from. And yes. so, just wanted to devote an episode to uh, if anybody wants to listen and this is the first you're hearing of this guy. Yeah, this is Definitely that's somebody that. Uh, yeah. I- I think it's I think it's fun to think about. I, I I realized that my grandfather was actually 14 years old when Robert Johnson recorded these songs. Huh. Yeah, my grandfather, my mom's side. I'm not actually sure when my other grandfather was born, but I was like, my I wonder, like I don't know if my grandfather actually knew anything about this when it was going on. But uh, probably yeah. probably too north. <laughs> probably yeah, you're probably right. Probably way too north. Uh, but either way, I just think it's interesting that he was alive when uh, Robert Johnson was alive. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, it's just also, yeah, so it seems like so long ago, but it was also a couple generations. Right. Um, that's, again, it's just, it's nice to sit down, sometimes sit down and just consider where we came from. And yeah. again, a lot of rock music came from this guy. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. So, so um, I'm not sure, I think it's kind of ruined... I was going to maybe do How Is This Wrestling because of the Andre the Giant thing, but I don't think that was exactly the way it works. So we'll skip How Is This Wrestling, but just know that it's kind of How Is This Wrestling by saying <laughs> Andre the Giant had kind of the same disease as possibly as Robert Johnson. So 
I'll skip it. But we do still have hyper specific here. Uh, we have qu- one question per uh, for each other. Yep. Uh, and hold on, beat's gonna drop. Hyper specific. Bam! It is dropped. Tony, you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Uh, I got it. Okay, so, um, all right. Well, the dr- devil just tricked you into selling a soul, mm-hmm. but he is allowing you to pick which unnatural ability. Unnatural. Well, like. Well, I guess Robert didn't think too far out the box. He was just like, let me mm-hmm. be real good at guitar. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but let's say that you get to just pick any talent you want. What are you, what are you taking? Oh, my God. Uh, you know, I even saw this question yesterday, and I was like, I, can, I have time to think about this, and I still don't fucking know. Uh, let me think here. Let's see. What skill would I take? What skill would I want to master? I'm going to say, oh, man, I don't want to say I want to be a politician or anything, but I wouldn't mind having that silver tongue. Uh, uh, yeah, because I, I know both of our minds are so much on don't fumble the bag, America. <laughs> oh, God, we're gonna. I'm, I know, because cause we, we just want fucking health care. Yeah, I'm sick of caring about people that die because they don't want they can't afford an ambulance bill. Can I just, we just gotta, stop letting people die. Absolutely. I was going to say, like, I was just in a, a doctor's office for five minutes and I got charged 560 bucks to be there. Son of a fuck. Yeah, that's, yeah. It's just, it's out of control. It's out of control. I'm just tired of us footing all these bills and mm-hmm. just all being broke because of it. So it's, I can see why you can't stop thinking from that position. <laughs> Either way, being silver tongued, but in a nice way, you know, I could still. Yeah, I got you. I got yeah, you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. As when are we gonna? Can we just can we just endorse Bernie Sanders right now? <laughs> Officially, cool? official endorsement Officially. from. I was gonna uh, talk to you about that. Be like, hey, yeah, should we well, endorse them? We're definitely gonna put some casts out there. Yeah. Um, we're gonna do albums that are very politically relevant, mm-hmm. and that will be our chance to really talk about those, and then also boost it a little bit. Right. Um. Speaking of that, we should probably save, because uh, I think our primary is in April, uh, so maybe we should save um, something for that week there we go. to get it going. There we go. Um, so, yeah, we'll do that. Uh, yeah, we'll do that. We'll see if it, anybody that's organizing the caucus efforts here maybe want to come on the show today. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, um, but what about, okay, first of all, what skill do you want to master? Uh, so, for me... Uh, I've always wanted to have superpowers, so does that mean, like, if I want to be Spider-Man, I give him a spider? That's it. And just be like, make hey, me this make- guy. <laughs> no, and then he'd be like that gross version of Spider-Man where they made Peter Parker have eight limbs for a while. <laughs> I don't want that. I think just I'll get fired if I show up with eight limbs. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Uh, give me some sort of superpower that I can immediately waste. That's fair. I uh, I actually when you said the eight limb things that made me think about that Brendan Fraser movie with Elizabeth Hurley. Do you know oh, what I'm talking but, about? Uh, yeah, I remember because I always were, was into her as a kid. Um, oh, absolutely same. Yeah, uh, yeah. Though it was like bewitched. No, it wasn't bewitched. But that it, was like, it wasn't. Bed- didn't it have Didn't it have uh, Craig Robinson in it too? Was he in it? I want to say Craig Robinson was in it too. He wasn't. He was God, wasn't he? No. Yeah. But I, I do remember uh, this movie. Shit. Don't didn't see it, but I remember it existing. I saw it like five times. Oh fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Let's see, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're gonna find this out real quick. We're gonna get it together. I don't know how to spell Brandon Fraser's name. I got you. You got me? It is bedazzled. It is bedazzled? Yep, in 2000. Oh! Fucking, I thought it was okay. It was. Hey, all right, cool. Hey, it was written by Harold Ramis, so. Okay. okay. Uh, like, it didn't get good reviews, but Harold Ramis uh, did Ghostbusters. He was the, remember uh, the Ghostbuster that passed away? Yeah. That guy. Okay. Um, oh, that guy. Hey, and it was a profitable movie. Made $42 million. Hey, Brandon <laughs> Fraser, baby. Um, okay, so okay, we'll get on to my hyper-specific question here. If the crossroads weren't an option, where would you go to get your powers from the devil? Hmm. Hmm. At a combination Taco Bell Pizza Hut. That's that is a crossroads. <laughs> Has to be the one of those combinations. <laughs> got to be got, you got to order a Taco Bell. Well, you stand right in between where it becomes the Taco Bell, where's the Pizza Hut side of the menu. If you stand in right between there, the devil shows up. <laughs> what can I get you? Just <laughs> pop a smoke right there, and I just holy be, shit. I'd be like a pizza taco. Pizza. He's just like. <laughs> Yes, all right, here you go. Your soul is mine now, thank you. For one pizza taco. For one pizza taco. <laughs> good good deal. God. Uh, man, I don't even know. That's a good answer. Shit. Yeah. I was trying to think of a ridiculous answer, too, and I was like, I was going to like cop out and be like, uh, a toilet? Probably a toilet. <laughs> yeah! Toilet. Fucking <laughs> toilet. You know what? I'm going to cop out and say a toilet, too. Fuck it. Who cares? Yeah! All right, <laughs> that was <laughs> that was our first uh, first uh, part of our series of the Black History of Black History Month. Starting off with Robert Johnson, we appreciate you listening to us. We will be, we will be back with something next week. Are we thinking Motown next week? Is that what we're gonna do? Uh, it's either th- yeah, probably, and then we'll do that. Uh, we'll get back into our wheelhouse with uh, death. Death. It's going to be a good one there. Death. Uh, death. And then uh, end of the month will be our guest, uh, To Be Determined. Sweet. To We're Be Announced. Something going. It's going to be good. TBA. It's going to be good. But thank you so much for listening to Not Exactly Radio. We love you. We, we love do. it we do. so much. Uh, make sure you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all those things. we got some things rolling. We're, we're putting up fun things so people can look at it. Uh, uh, one goal, I was just going to tell you in chat, but one goal is uh, daily me Monday through Friday now. Daily me Monday need to through stop, Friday? I need to stop being lazy. I know, I'm going okay. to start memeing us every week. I, I, I'm into that. I remember we did that. We got to do that Simpsons stuff again, too. Yeah, That's, that, that'll that be part of it. But, yeah, we'll just, Sweet. just think of little music jokes. We can always think of something easy. Okay, deal. Anyways, that's another episode of Not Exactly Radio. It's me, your host, Benny K, and... Tony Just Tony. Tony Just hon- Tony. Oh, my God. <laughs> Tony okay. Just a Honky. Just a Honky. <laughs> God. <laughs> We're out of here. Thank right. you so much for listening. Bye. Bye-bye. I trust